Hello, and welcome to another episode of Must Love Food. Today's big topic is meal prep and planning. We're going to answer some of your questions and give you some of our best tips and ideas for how we meal plan at our houses at home. And we'll share some of our easy weeknight meals that we come back to time and time again. Then we'll play trivia and make a meal from Robin's Fridge. We hope you enjoy the show. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom cuisine at home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a little free range where we're going to do a little question and answer uh, about meal planning and meal prep. Uh, this was a feature story in our last issue, which would have been... 139? Jan Feb? Jan Feb. Yes. Jan yes. Feb, to get you started in a new year, um, learning how to do some meal prep. Maddie put together a really awesome menu. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to give you some tips, t- tricks, suggestions, things that we do ourselves to meal prep and meal plan throughout the week. The first thing we're going to do is just talk through some of the questions that you guys have asked us. Uh, so I have Pam, Maddie, and Teresa here, and we're going to answer a few questions. So and you are? I'm Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first question, how do you keep meal prep exciting and avoid getting bored? For example, not eating the same thing over and over or eating the same thing for multiple meals. Uh, I would say that's my go-to is I alternate at least every other day when I'm um, trying to meal plan and meal prep. I just can't eat the same thing because you really get into a lull. Where I have a family of four, so we have to keep things interesting or else we have a lot of unhappy campers. And it's also can be a little boring, but it's something the girls will eat. So we try to do a whole week of groceries, but each day of the week is kind of a different ethnicity. So like American, Mexican, Italian, we always have pizza night, you know, so that way we can rotate through menus. It's not the same, but our, so we do meal peeling a little different than some. So do you have a variety of recipes that you'll rotate in? So maybe you have 10 Italian recipes you know your family will like, and you'll rotate those into your Italian Exactly. Slot. And we even have like an, a running Excel sheet. I know it sounds really <laughs> kind of <laughs> a little dweeby for me, but we do. Because you do, you forget and you get used to... Um, the old standbys and then you you get in a rut and then you're like you have something to go back to it's kind of like our own little electronic cookbook (laughs) (laughs) how about you Teresa I like to uh, research recipes and try something new so that keeps it fresh for me I try I try um, like some a new Italian recipe I have a lot of Italian recipes but I like to try something new a new Mexican recipe some new stir fry Mm -hmm. and it keeps it fresh and I also like to make a lot of it to have left over. Either totally. freeze it or schedule it for later in the week. Yes, exactly. So this is kind of a broad question, but we're going to try to give uh, a little bit of leeway in our answer here. How long would you say meal prepped food, once it's cooked, lasts? Mm. <laughs> well, I probably push it maybe more than I should. 
Uh, but depending on what it is, if it's cooked or raw also. Um, but I would say, you know, three to five days is probably a good general rule. But give it the smell test <laughs> and give it the look once over. Make sure there's nothing growing and it hasn't changed colors or anything like that. And sometimes texturally you can tell if something, I hate to say it, gets a little slimy. Or breaking down. Toss it. Yes. And I would say, you know, that obviously it's going to change a little bit depending on the type of protein. Absolutely. Your fish, you don't want to push too long. I would yeah. say within a couple days for fish, uh, chicken a little longer, and like beef and pork would probably be even a little longer past that. Mm -hmm. Something I learned a while ago, which, you know, we might need to fat check this, but <laughs> what I thought I heard was that you'd be surprised that pasta doesn't last as long as you think. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. That you shouldn't, like, it technically should not go over a week. You know, okay. most things shouldn't. But it was more like a couple days for pasta. Wow. I know. Well, so, I'm definitely like I said, that one then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no uh, professional here for that, but. We are professionals, though, guys. <laughs> That's just not your speciality. I just day. don't specialize in uh, microbial growth <laughs> or when to get rid of stuff per se. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, what do you think the best way is to store your meal prepped food? So, say you have a couple meals prepped ready to go in the fridge, uh, maybe to take to work with you, or it's a whole casserole or something, what would you guys store it in? How would you store it? Hmm. I mean, I know this is probably not the greatest thing, but I have a very, very small um, freezer. And <laughs> um, so I use uh, Ziploc bags that I can kind of fold in and get into nooks and cranny spaces. So. I put a lot of stuff into Ziploc bags, put it in my freezer, and then I can also just come and take a bag out and quick thaw it of an evening. So, um, you know, you can put that bag right into a, some water and it will quick thaw. So I do that a lot. Um, I mean, I do have a plethora of um, glass and metal and uh, plastic containers. But, and to bring things to work, I usually bring bulk and then fix my food here mm -hmm. for me personally. But I also have a kitchen we here have at the work. Lunch. We have a kitchen. So, um, otherwise, I probably would try to find one of those like bento box things that mm -hmm. are metal. I love those. Um, I just saw one at the health food store the other day. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I like. I would say that's the thing that I, I like the most are the divided glass containers mm -hmm. because they're usually pretty compact. They're heavy duty. So if I throw it in my work bag or something that's not going to get broken like my plastic does sometimes <laughs> um, and some of those things you can put in the microwave which is nice to reheat um, so that's my preferred my preferred method I do did purchase them on Amazon they, they're pretty affordable mm -hmm. and they're really nice to transport food in if I'm storing in the fridge I like to store in glass and in that way if you portion it out uh, you can just throw it in the microwave and it doesn't stain your mm -hmm. plastic containers um, like is so often sauce. happens <laughs> yes <laughs> all right next question how long should you set aside kind of as a rule for meal prep whatever day you choose to do it mm. I want to say at least two to three hours, if not a little bit more. It depends on how many meals you're prepping and what you're prepping, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of meal prep done in anything less than two hours. It all depends how you do it. So I think that's like the fun part of meal prepping is that whether you're prepping it all up front or if you're getting multiple meals for just to have on hand for throughout the week, 
it just kind of depends. But you definitely need time to make a grocery list, to go shopping, and pre-prep some stuff if you want to get a head start or just have everything readily available. Yeah, and do the research too. I mean, like Teresa said, she likes to research recipes, but you got to sit some time aside to do that as well. So you then can make your list and all of that. Um, but I probably, for personally, I probably take three to four hours of a weekend um, to meal prep mm-hmm. um, or to batch cook really is the way I do it. I do. Um, usually one big batch cook on the weekends and then alternate my days, definitely. Freeze some of them, refrigerate some of them, um, and then alternate between whatever I've batch cooked and maybe probably a big raw salad. What about you, Teresa? Do you have any? I, I agree. You know, it does take longer than you think yeah. to prep, <laughs> and it's usually two to three hours. I like to do it right after a breakfast. Mm. I turn the tunes on pretty loud, <laughs> and I just go for it and then it's all done I don't have to worry about it right for the whole week I think but it takes two to three hours so and the best part about that is you have a full stomach so you're not hungry and you're <laughs> exactly. eating it while you're making it <laughs> that's a great tip also make sure you're not hungry when you go grocery shopping oh, uh, my parents were notorious uh, meal planners they didn't meal prep um, the weekend my dad was sort of the sous chef he would prep everything usually before uh, of an evening uh, but they spent their weekend meal planning and coming up with ideas and they had a rotation that they followed but their really good friend would typically come to dinner on Sunday nights and she loved to hear the lowdown of what their meals were for the week um, it's a great memory I have about they sound meal just like me no wonder you like me exactly. so well. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's just talk a little bit about how someone would even get started with meal meal prepping or meal planning. Um, they're kind of two separate things. I think meal planning hopefully comes first for most people, and mm-hmm. then the prep is either a big chunk of time on the weekend or perhaps you're doing it every night for dinner. Um, some people, I personally meal plan, and then I prep and cook during the week, so I don't do a lot of things on the weekends in that regard. Um, so how do you guys think someone that's never done it before or who wants to get in the habit of doing it can get started? Do you want me to start? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I have thoughts too. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of our mindset when we got started on the article for the Jan Feb issue was let's get an easy start, get someone, you know, maybe it be a more approachable by just starting with five meals they can make that are simple, easy go-tos. They have plenty of time if they're doing it during the week, or if they want to get a head start, they can start on the weekend prepping some of the ingredients. We thought that was kind of approachable for everyone because everyone has to eat. Whether they want to do all the prepping beforehand, they can, great. Otherwise, their pantry is stocked. They're ready with meals on the ready. and. One of the things that I like you did in the article, too, is, A, you gave them a shopping list, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. So then there's a lot of guesswork taken out Thank of there. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> and um, uh, that you used um, ingredients in multiple places, too, yes. which is another nice thing. So when you are planning, if you think you're going to only use half of a red bell pepper or something, and even if a recipe calls for a different kind of bell pepper, you know you can swap that out. But maybe look where you've got a little bridge or carryover. But what I was thinking is an easy way to start is you kind of decide, do you want to do like meal prep on the weekend? Because it might dictate what kind of recipe you would pick. Um, but for me, that was the easiest way for me to start is um, is to do a like pick one big thing that I do on the weekend and then 
pepper it in during the week with maybe some different things um, that I, maybe whether I planned out or just easy something raw that I could make. But I, for me, I think it was started with the meal prep is how I started. For me, so I, I like to cook a lot of different things. I don't usually cook the same thing that frequently in a row or I have a few trusty recipes, but every week is generally pretty different for menus. So I collect recipes or I pick out recipes I know I want to make that week, make my shopping list. I go grocery shopping on the weekend because if I do not go on the weekend, I will not go during the week because that is the, my least favorite thing to do when I get off work. I want to go home and see my dogs. I want to take my shoes off. I do not want to be in a busy store. Um, so I do that on the weekends, generally Sunday, and then I cook pretty much every night of the week. But one of my biggest tips, and I think this gets, this hangs a lot of people up, is don't put too much pressure on yourself. You're probably going to have a day where you had a meal picked out and you don't feel like making it and you might go out to dinner or you might eat leftovers or you might pull something out of the freezer. And I think that was the big lesson I learned <laughs> on how to be a better meal planner because I would get really frustrated with myself like no I already had this picked out but I don't want it anymore and I would get down on myself about it so learning that I don't have to be 100% committed to it that can go, go into a different day's menu uh, has or helped me a lot week. exactly so then let me ask you that so what would you do with the ingredients perhaps that you bought on a meal like that? and I, I wholeheartedly agree if you don't feel like it yeah that night you got to kind of give yeah. into that but so I plan for five weeknight meals. Uh -huh. So generally, if I don't make it, it gets pushed onto a weekend or I recreate it into an, I, I, I change it into a new meal. But you kind of put those protein yeah. or that, those exactly. ingredients at the top of the rotation. Yep. Yep. I'll look in, in the, whatever form. Yep. Look in the fridge, see what I have left over and make a meal out of it. Kind of like what we do on every episode <laughs> of our podcast. Yes. Um, a lot of times too, uh, if something um, needs to get eaten and I, I'm just not going to be able to, I'll cook things for my dogs. Um, like if there's a piece of chicken left and it needs to get eaten, uh, I'll cook it for them and put it in the freezer and then that goes into their meals sometimes. Uh, vegetables, we have like leftover celery from two weeks ago. My dog's been getting celery and peanut butter. Loves it. It's her favorite thing now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ours wouldn't go near a vegetable. Oh, I gave it to <laughs> I gave it to my mom's dog and he licked the peanut butter off and dropped the celery on the floor. Bingo. So you need a lab. Like the labs will eat just about everything. <laughs> um so that's what I do if I if I sure. if I mess up. I shouldn't say mess up. If I skip a night of my meal meal plan, I just push it onto the weekend or I make a different meal out of it. How about you, Teresa? Well, step one in our household is a weekly menu, the whole week, all seven days. Because for budgetary reasons is basically why we started. Because if we go to the store several times a week, we spend so much more money mm -hmm. than if we've planned the whole week. We mm -hmm. tend not to go to the store unless it's like I Diet. usually go Saturday. So mm -hmm. or I, I do actually like to go Friday night sometimes if you know my weekend is busy. So. You and me both, mm -hmm. Teresa. <laughs> Not so. me. I don't want to deal with the Saturday no, or Sunday Saturday crowds. No, Saturday is kind of busy. So that's step one and if we find that you know I just don't feel like having this or we get invited out to dinner or whatever, I will cook off the protein and freeze it. So then I'll have it if I feel like making soup out of it or mm -hmm. what, 
whatever the case may be. Totally. Kind Good of idea. Speaking of that, one of my biggest tips is embrace the freezer meal. Like I mm. know sometimes it gets a bad rap because it's like, who wants something that you're pulling out of the freezer? But I think it's very helpful to have, I generally try to have two different meals I can pull out of the freezer. So like right now I have pierogies that I made mm. and I have some pork burgers that are frozen. So I know I have a meal if I like just cannot cook one night. It's already there for me, ready to go. I think the key is just to wrap it really well. And I try not to leave anything in there for more than a couple months or it gets lost in the freezer. Um, one thing I want to start doing this year that I haven't started, and maybe this is the motivation to do it, is to put a little list on my uh, front of my fridge of what is in the freezer. Yeah. And cross it off when it, when it gets out of there and add the things to it. So I don't have to, I mean... We have a pull-out freezer, so you have to dig around in there, and that's no fun. I so, love that and, idea. Oh, well, and to add on to that, date it. Always yeah. date it. So try to eat the things that have been in there the longest. Also first. label what it is. Yes. You don't want to pull yes. out some mystery meat package <laughs> ding, and say, ding. okay, I guess we're Rush Limbo right yeah. here. <laughs> see what we get. <laughs> see, we have a deep freeze, oh. so we do have a lot more yeah. flexibility, so when Protein, like pork loins especially, are on sale. We'll buy a whole loin, slice it. My husband did work for a meat counter in Hy-Vee, so I think that's where it started. Uh, you get freezer paper, portion them up, so we'll do two or four pending. You know, you never know when the girls want it or not. Um, but that way it's easy, it's on the ready, and all set to go. That's a, that's a great idea, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deep freezes can be a little dangerous, though, because oh, it's totally. very easy to forget what's at the bottom of that thing, and you don't see it till you move. So exactly. I have that experience. <laughs> um, one last thing that I do personally is, so I generally am cooking for two, but I usually will select at least a few recipes that make four servings. Um, so I have some meals for the week, because I if I don't bring something to work and we're not cooking here, we're not actively working on recipes for an issue, I have to eat sometime during the day. So it'll be ordering out. And that's something that it just gets very expensive. And I think it gets boring. There's only so many places you can go for a quick lunch, at least here. Or eggs. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I, I plan to have leftovers, but not more than one or two days worth, or I'm bored and I can't do it anymore. So that's another tip that I have is make a little more than you need sometimes. Oh, I always make more than I need um, <laughs> by like eight or 10 or 12. And that's oh, okay wow. for me <clears throat> because I will put it into the freezer and I will eat out of that. So that is very good. That is a goal to aspire to have well, for many gonna, of us, I'm sure. Well, I think it's also, I don't want to spend that much time on my Sunday prepping and cooking. So that's why I try to pick one thing that I can blow out big mm-hmm. and then have and then change that up. Okay, so let's transition that to another question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite favorite easy weeknight recipes that you do return to pretty often? Weeknight. Healthy or not, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> like we're talking. that we've meal planned and prepped in ahead? Or just, just things that you, we- oh. you personally are some of your go-to weeknight meals. You don't, it's something you just come back to regularly. So, this is not one that I meal prep, but I just have, um, I go to Costco and I buy wild salmon, um, a side of wild salmon, and then I just portion it up mm-hmm. and wrap it and freeze it individually, then put that all of those individual ones into one big freezer bag and just pull them out individually when I want them and thaw them. And I just saute up a piece of salmon and um, I might have either some roasted veg 
or um, I'll make a salad to go with it, and that's pretty much what I would do on, an, on any weeknight. How about you, Maddie? Okay, so ours, we always know the girls will eat pasta. Love it. You know, it, I do too. I shouldn't just say it's them, <laughs> but you know, it's an easy go-to It's a good excuse. <laughs> so I did a recipe here that's kind of a staple at our house beforehand. It's a one-pot pasta. So it's like sausage, it's uh, chicken broth, it's canned tomato, like crushed tomatoes, um, some Italian seasoning, a little heavy cream at the end, and it's all, you know it's an easy go-to. Um, Is that the one pot sausage ragu? Yes. Okay, one. we have that on our website. If anyone wants was, to go get that, that was recipe. The cover. Yeah, it was that a beautiful, was. beautiful yep. image that Teresa took with a green background. I distinctly mm-hmm. remember it. But yes. it was popular on social yep. media. Yeah, it's yes. one of our more requested yep. recipes. Yes, yep. it is on our it's website, guys. Our you house. can you can find <laughs> it. <laughs> but so I guess you don't have to worry about that pasta staying in your fridge too long. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How about? Like, leftovers mm-hmm. for a day. How about you, Teresa? <laughs> what are your go-tos? Well, especially during the uh, colder months, we, I make a big batch soup or chili for the week. And then, obviously, we have a leftover night. So we can at least depend on that for two nights. And then I freeze the rest of it. And then when you bring it out, you can make it into nachos if you're making chili. You can make it into tacos. You can put it over pasta if you want to do like a Cincinnati style. There you go. Um, if you're making like a chicken soup, like we like chicken tortilla or chicken uh, tortilla soup, or even chicken uh, in vegetable, you can put it either over uh, pasta or rice. So there's a lot actually you can do with a big batch soup or chili. That sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. Well, some of my favorites are lettuce wraps because I feel healthy eating them. Uh, Maybe not so much when you add some of the things to them that I do, but they feel healthy. So I'll do them with generally pork, like ground pork, uh, chopped chicken, or even tofu. Um, One of my favorites is a tofu lettuce wrap with peanut sauce, and it has some rice noodles. Um, But love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I put a lot of crunchy vegetables on, like I slice up some carrot, really thinly slice some carrots, and bell peppers into matchsticks, and uh, it's one of my favorite meals. Mm. And really great leftover. Super easy to bring to work and reheat up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Pam has the recipe for oh. sheet pan fajitas that I am personally obsessed with and make probably more than I need to, uh, but they're so good and they heat up so well. Um, well, well, and that's a baking sheet thing, so it's all on one, Yep, and you just throw yep. it in the oven, it's right? It's very yeah. easy. I, 30 minutes or less yeah. pretty much with prep. It's a great, for great weeknight recipe. Um, and then I resort to omelets a lot um, just because I always have eggs and I always have some kind of cheese. So I can do omelets um, whenever. And then one thing that I did want to bring up too, which is a great tip that we use here sometimes, um, is just making things, uh, cooking your chicken faster by cutting it in half. Uh, horizontally so you kind of have two chicken cutlets and that just basically cuts the time in half to cook that chicken and I love that idea because generally I can't eat myself a big thick chicken breast so cutting it in half um, doubles the the meat so I have leftovers with that also and you know what we just discovered is that 
sheet pan fajitas you're talking about is in the exact same issue <laughs> as our meal planning. So, so we have some really great. good <laughs> recipes here. So let's get to that a little bit. I know you touched on that a little bit already, Maddie, but can you walk us through the five recipes that you developed kind of in a little bit of detail and um, just how they're weeknight friendly? You bet. So um, I kind of based it similar to what we do as well. So we have a creamy Greek pasta with chicken. I did a arugula salsa verde pizza because we always have pizza night in our house. I don't know about anyone else, but it's like a Friday night staple. Oh, here, here. <laughs> it's so easy and we always are happy campers. I also did a steak and quinoa bowl a pork tenderloin with savory date relish, which was surprisingly very tasty for me because I'm not a big date person, but I was all on board for this one. Not to toot my own horn or anything. Sorry. <laughs> well, we can toot uh, it for you. <laughs> it was really good, Maddie. <laughs> yes. uh, I also did some barbecue chicken tostadas with a creamy slaw. And then at the end, we wrapped it up with a shopping list per Teresa because I thought that was brilliant and we're trying to keep things simple for everyone to get started. So essentially, you have a lot of the same ingredients being used across multiple recipes, right? You bet. So one recipe I ha or two recipes I would use cream cheese because I was using like a low fat. So trying to keep these somewhat healthy as well, um, but finding a new alternative for it. So I even used it in the slaw, which is typically mayonnaise. So we thought that was kind of fun and different. Uh, like we also have some grape tomatoes. We put those in a couple recipes. Mm -hmm. It was all about kind of getting the most for less kind of thing. Like I know in our house we're like, we like to budget and keep everything somewhat reasonable. So we'll try to get the best deal and use it multiple ways. Like proteins especially. Well, I know I've seen on social media a couple readers have made some of the recipes from this um, article already. I know I saw the Greek pasta and the steak and quinoa bowl, which is beautiful image, really yes. beautiful. One of my favorites mm -hmm. of the issue. It's just so fun to see people actually making our yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if, <laughs> you, if you do make some of our recipes, please share it with us. Um, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, send pictures to us, post it on our wall. We love to see it. Um, it's really makes us feel good about what we're doing and, and feel like we are, you know, coming into your kitchens with you. Yeah, and if you've maybe changed something up, let us know. Give, you know, it's we're always looking for a different twist on something. So yeah. if you've changed it or and what you think about it. Exactly. What you want to see more of. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. Um, I hope we gave you guys a lot of really good ideas, um, some suggestions for how you can meal plan and meal prep at home. And we hope you'll look in our um, issues because we're always trying to provide easy weeknight meals for you in every issue. So thank you. All right, we're going to play some trivia now in our Cracked Up segment. And I have Teresa and Pam here again with me, and they're going to answer some questions. Hopefully. I hope Drum that I have roll. a stumper or two in here, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, my first question for you guys is, what is a Boston shaker? That is a, we use it for cocktails. Okay. I know that much. What makes it different than other ones? I is it because it has the strainer at the top? No. Nope. Is it the one that has the thing that rotates around and gives you recipes? Have you ever seen those? <laughs> no. My no. One like that. No, it's not. So this is probably the most popular one at, for bartenders, I would say. And it's uh, you can do it with just the tin 
and then put the glass in it. Oh. Or oh, yeah, you yeah. can buy one that has the the it has basically two different yeah. metal glasses that you put okay. kind of connect to each other and shake it up. Nice. So that's okay. what a Boston shaker is. All right. The French shaker is the one with the little screw top and the and the, the strainer. strainer on the top. Okay. Yep. Downstairs. Yep. Okay. Exactly. I learned something. Me too. <laughs> What is the, oh, Pam, I know you're already going to know this. <laughs> I just didn't think about this before I chose this question. What is the Hebrew toast meaning to life? Oh, l'chaim. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, when she said toast, I was actually thinking toast. <laughs> and not toast. <laughs> That's why we have two players. <laughs> All right. Third question here. Fast math. Oh, you guys have three seconds to answer this. Oh, oh no! How many teaspoons are in one cup? One teaspoon, sixteen. Two. Wait a minute. Yeah, no teaspoons. Three. Uh, sixteen Four. times three. Five. Um, six. Thirty. Seven. <laughs> Did I get that right? No. no? It's forty-eight. <laughs> Oh my lord. But 16 tablespoons are in one cup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, 16 times 3, I guess, is 48. Is that what that is? Yes. Then? Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. Fourth question What region of France is most likely to produce Riesling wine? Oh, um, Alsace. Um, Alsace. Yeah. Al yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good job. And then my last question Alsace, right? Alsace. Alsace. Yes. Uh, how many meals did Jose Andres serve in the month after Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico? Oh, this is definitely a John question. <laughs> <laughs> I have I, no idea. I bet idea, it was in the millions. Okay, give me give me a number. Two. Two million. Nice. Ooh. It was two million. Whoa. Two million meals <laughs> in the first month after the That's hurricane. That's amazing. He's such a, an amazing person, really. Yes. Um, and um, I think he's in Australia right now um, helping out there. Um, and we also wanted to um, let anyone who is um, thinking about those in Australia connected to Australia. We just did an article about down under desserts. Um, so we've been thinking a lot about Australia, but they've been on the news. And um, I, I have a friend who's actually in the wine business and um, her company is based in Australia. And it is just nothing like we have ever seen. Yes. Um, so our yeah, our hearts are going out to you. And um, if you find um, something that uh, honors them, or um, maybe a charity that can help them, um, I I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to seek that out. Yes. Well, thanks, Pam. Sure. All right, thank you, ladies. That was fun. I think you got all but one right, right? Yeah, no public oh, yes. math. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, needed my, I needed a calculator. So I, that's I, I got the math. I mean, I got the concept right. I just couldn't didn't do the math right. Eighty percent, guys. You got eighty yeah. percent right. That might okay. be the highest of any of them. It's so a victory. Far. Oh, nice no, job. First one, I think we did do a hundred. Oh, okay. But all right. Well, yeah. you didn't even have to tell anyone that. Oh. You could have just, just let everyone think that this was the highest. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks. And we'll talk soon. Hi, it's time for Let's Make a Meal. I'm Robin. I'm here with Haley and Kim, and I'm going to see if I can stump them with the contents from, from my refrigerator. So here's the list of the things in my refrigerator. 
I've got flat iron steak, green cabbage, a yellow bell pepper, parsley, celery, carrots, lemons, limes. I've got russet potatoes, bacon cheddar cream cheese dip, finely shredded yellow cheddar cheese, some prairie breeze white cheddar cheese, some cambazola. I've got red and white wine and ginger beer. What do you think, Haley? Okay, initially, my initial thoughts with the russet potatoes and all the cheeses, even though some of them are a little nicer cheeses, I'm thinking some sort of potatoes au gratin or cheesy potato casserole, something along those mm -hmm. lines. Yeah. So I was thinking we have to use the steak, right? Definitely. So we, we would saute the steak, sear the steak. Yep. Get that cooked mm -hmm. in a skillet or saute yeah, don't pan need to or do whatever. Yeah, fancy with that. And then um, would you want to add the flank to that or what if we took the potatoes and like made a stuffed baked potato with the flat iron steak because she has this bacon cheddar cream cheese dip mm, you know that's true I that don't does know sound really what do you think good. yep I could go for that and then I don't know maybe cook the yellow bell pepper or is that too strong do you think that would take over well here was my idea for the bell pepper okay. I saw the cabbage and I saw the bell pepper and the citrus and some of these other things in here and I was thinking some sort of a slaw so maybe a stuffed baked potato and then a slaw on the side yes oh that's a, a great steak idea topper yeah because she's got the, those lemons and limes yeah I think actually this is a pretty good uh, shaping up to be a really great meal <laughs> yeah i mean if i had these in my refrigerator right now at home i'd be really happy that yep. i wouldn't have to go out to shop definitely won't go hungry no exactly and then also with that prairie breeze i think i'd just probably just eat some of that while yep. i was a getting little, dinner ready mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course open the wine oh yeah <laughs> yeah we right? need to add that to the food right so uh i don't know robin i think you've got a good meal here mm -hmm. i think you have think uh come up with a better idea than what I had for those ingredients. So I think I might have to change what I was going to do with the things in my refrigerator. <laughs> and then, of course, we chop up some parsley just to Of course. Out. Yep. Throw a little freshness, a yeah. little color. Put some of that in the in the slaw as well. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Very nice. You don't have any mayo in there, do you? Of course I do. I always, Robin always has mayonnaise. Okay. Kind of like me. Have mayonnaise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Haley, you know me so well. Yep. That might be nice in the slaw, right? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, ladies, I think that sounds spectacular. And so, yes, like I said, I'm going to have to change what I had planned and go with your meal instead. Well, sounds like we're coming over for dinner. Kim. It does. It definitely does. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, that was fun. So I would have to say, um, well done, ladies. And I would offer up if anyone out there wants to play along and see if they can stump us with what's in your refrigerator, let us know. And you can reach us at CuisineSocial at amedia.com or reach out to us at Facebook. We want to hear from you and see what's in your refrigerator and what we can do with your ingredients. Thanks, Robin. We want to connect with you. Follow Cuisine at Home on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for recipe inspiration, cooking tips and techniques, behind-the-scenes action, and cooking videos. You can also subscribe to our free newsletter at cuisineathome.com newsletter.